culinary wor- world really shit on him because he's like he he has Mexican restaurants in Chicago and he's like he's like a big dude he's a really big dude and he does yeah. very authentic like he's very much about he'll spend like half the year in Mexico in like abuelas kitchens cooking so he's like a real real chef he's very serious about the craft right and then for him to go out and cook for burger king people are like what but now everyone and their mother's doing it and on the contrary like it's cool you're designing airline food you're bringing your food to the masses and it's celebrated which is cool yeah i mean i think that's pretty cool and that's one of the reasons why chicago has some of the best mexican food in the country Oh, Chicago does. Yeah. Legitimately, yeah. Which is weird to think about because the Midwest, but still. Yeah, I mean, there's, but there's, I mean, Mexicans, we're everywhere, man. (laughs) We really are. It's very true. Yeah. All right. Well, welcome, everyone. This is Wild and Free, a Battleborn podcast. This is your host, Allison Yanez. And as always, I'm joined. I, joined is a word that I always have trouble with. You do. It's, you struggle all the really time. It's really weird. But anyway, I'm here with Jacob. How are you doing, Jacob? I'm excellent tonight, Allison, or today, or whenever it is. I'm 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 drinking a, a lovely uh, whiskey cocktail tonight, a nice old-fashioned. Oh, nice. But instead of using rye whiskey, uh, tonight we used Irish whiskey. Ah. Just because I had Irish whiskey. And um, by what bar was this inspired? Uh, this was, well, it's inspired by the Chandelier Bar uh-huh. at the Cosmo, just because I think they have the best uh, old fashions. Uh-huh. The cherries, um, right? the cherries. Yeah. It's the rum-soaked Italian cherries, which I could not find. So there's just normal maraschino cherries in these tonight. Uh-huh. So I looked for rum-soaked ones. I tried to get them, but, you know, I just don't think that that's within my price range. Did, it's did like you... the prickly pear... <laughs> Yeah. Prickly pear puree. It's just too expensive for the average, for the common person. Right, right. So you know, rum soaked Italian cherries are just too expensive for the common man. Well, I yeah. really like these. I enjoyed these. And um, I, I'm happy that you were able to finally bring out the nice glasses. They're nice and right. chilled. Um, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm appreciative of that. And the whiskey is the Irishman. Irish whiskey. Oh, it's is it? It's called the Irishman. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's their, their, their classic. I like the aromas. Whiskey. It's nice. It's a soothing drink. It's very soothing. It's late in the evening, and I feel like just curling up and just taking a little nap. Right. But um, alas, we have a podcast to tape. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But today we're going to talk about um, arts and culture events that are coming up in the summer in Las Vegas. That's right. Summertime is here. Yes. It's already hot. It was over 90 today. Yeah. And we're still in April. And so when you listen to this, you will remember this day, listeners. And I just read something that said that Las Vegas is the... Um, fastest heated something or other city. Right. Climate change is affecting us more than it is other cities. Correct. Is basically what it's saying. What can we attribute that to? I'm not a scientist. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Two years ago, you and I went to the science march. We did. Yeah. We believe in science. We do. Neither of us are scientists. We don't though. really know much about science, so, but we believe in it. I mean, if you if you take the gentleman, uh, I cannot remember his name, who was trying to swindle or fool John Kerry during a very recent <laughs> congressional yeah, hearing yeah. by by claiming that John Kerry believes he's a scientist because he has a master or bachelor's of science in political science and John Kerry's like that doesn't make me a scientist are these questions for real they were real <laughs> yeah. yeah and of course the guy went to MIT and he was just trying to trick John Kerry and it's mm-hmm. like dude John Kerry would have been like the smartest president we ever had had the election gone the other way. I know. Like, he legitimately is, like, a super smart dude. He's also not a scientist. Yeah. 
but he at least believes in science. And I am almost a political scientist. You I'm are indeed. I'm one, one semester away from being a certified political scientist. Yay. Yes, I will have a master's of science in political science. Also not a scientist, though. No. No. Thank political you. scientist. Thank you for clarifying. Yes. Yeah. I do not know anything about climate change other than I believe it's real and I trust actual scientists. As do I, but right. um, today we're not going to talk about <laughs> <No>. science. <laughs> we're going to talk again about arts and culture. And there's a bunch of cool stuff going on um, in the summer despite the heat. Right. Um, Jacob, what you want to um, tell us a couple things you're looking forward to? Um, I may sound like a broken record because I know we've talked about this before, but one of my favorite things that happens every summer in Southern Nevada is Super Summer Theater. Mm-hmm. I go at least to one performance every year. It's out at Spring Mountain Ranch State Park. It's a beautiful outdoor theater. It's a big grassy area. Um, it's very. It's much cooler than it is in town during the performances. So it's a really great place to go. It's inexpensive. It's great for the whole family. You can bring your own food. You can bring your own wine. You can bring your own anything you want as long as it's legal and in a plastic container. <laughs> you can... They don't like glass. I mean, we've had glass bottles of wine. People do bring out glass bottles of wine. You just yeah. can't drink it out of the glass. Right, you know, right, For right. safety. And we've we've talked about this before, and they open the lawn a good two or three yeah. hours before the performance so you can hang out. Right. Get your charcuterie game on. Right. As Jacob mentioned, get your drink on. And I really like, I really enjoy it. Um, people bring their entire families out. It's a kid-friendly event. Yeah. Um, but the productions are like, are legit. Oh yeah, they're totally legit. I mean, they're local, they're community, it's community theater, but there's like some really great performers. The sets are always awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and this summer will be no exception. We have some great shows. We've got Into the Woods, uh, which starts in late May. So that's coming up. Mm-hmm. We'll be here before we know it. Uh, Midsummer's Night's Dream. The classic. It's going to be fantastic. I can't wait to see that one. I think that's the one I'll probably go to. Um, I, I really liked... I've seen other versions of it, and mm-hmm. I've liked it, so I'm excited for this one. Um, Chicago. Yes. Also always, classic. Always good, yes. Annie. Great for the kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would... If I go, I'll just be singing the Jay-Z song that samples Hard Knock Life, Hard Knock from, Life yeah. from, from Annie, yeah, yeah. and then uh, ends with uh, Noises Off. Hmm. So, which I remember from high school. I think my high school performed that, um, like my first year in high school, and I remember like going to see that. I'm not familiar with that. Yeah, it's it's of the same uh, vintage as Hello Dolly, which I know you saw at the Smith Center. Uh-huh. So yeah, and same they have mixed emotions. Right. About, yeah. So it's still it's like a classic Broadway. Okay. Show. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, I will say this about a Midsummer Night's Dream. So um, a couple friends of mine, Kate St. Pierre, is directing. And Dina Emerson is acting in that. So, and I, they, um, they are involved in the Lab LV, which puts on um, immersive guerrilla style theater, and they're all about like, right. um, you know, reinventing the genre and whatnot. So their production of A Midsummer Night's Dream, I think, will be very, very cool. Yeah, it sounds like it's not going to be your typical Midsummer's Night Dream production. Mm-hmm. So that's that's one of the reasons I'm excited to see it because. Yeah. There's so much that can be done with that that show. Very exciting. Very exciting. Yeah. What about you? What are you looking forward to? Um, well, I, I'm starting to see a pattern emerge here because my recommendation is the Jazz in the Park series. So as our listeners... I'm not familiar. Just I, kidding. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> our listeners can tell that we really like um, enjoying um, music and performances outdoors. Right. Sitting on the grass. So the Jazz yes. in the Park... 
um, series is in its 30th, I believe, iteration. That's 3-0? 3-0, if you can believe wow. it. Like, almost the time I've been on this planet. And it That's takes right. place at the Clark Just County. Just a little bit older a than you. A little bit. Yes, exactly. I'm 29. <laughs> and it takes place at the Clark County Amphitheater. And again, it's wonderful. Um, it's their jazz performances. And um, it starts on uh, May 11th and runs until June 15th. And again, it's just a fantastic opportunity to come out. Um, this is so their free performances, I should right. um, reiterate. Super Summer Theater, I think tickets usually go for 15 Yeah. Um, this is free. You can bring lawn chairs and picnic uh, baskets and little blankets and everything. And again, super family friendly. You can get your drink on, hang out under the stars, and just enjoy jazz with other um, wonderful people in the community. So that's something that I go to every year. And the weather around that time still is relatively pleasant. So it's a yeah. great way to just hang outdoors and, you know, soak up the grass and some jazz. That's right. Mm -hmm. The lawn grass. I mean... We're not going to say anything we're if not you gonna, don't. We're not, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> support your local economy, folks. Exactly. Uh, Music-wise, do you have anything on the horizon coming up? Of course. Uh, the second annual Emerge Music and Impact Festival is coming up. It is May 31st through June 1st at the Hard Rock Hotel. Mm -hmm. One of the last probably big events I imagine the Hard Rock's going to do before yeah. it becomes the Virgin. Mm -hmm. uh, so this year, they're really trying to focus on... Um, so the mu music, I think, played last year the biggest part of the festival, um, and they had to reschedule it because of the October 1 shooting, so it was originally going to be in, in November, and then they moved it to April mm. last year. Oh, so um, so this year, they are have a lot of great music and ideas. Um, so they've broken it out into three different showcases, I'm sorry, four different showcases, and the music and the ideas and the speakers all are relevant to one of these four areas. So... They're very, very 2019. Protest, self, brave, and sex. Those are the four different showcases. Hmm. So some of the individuals that will be a part of this are singer Andrew Bird, who is just a fantastic singer-songwriter. He's, um, I wouldn't say he's one of my favorites, but every time I re-listen to him and listen to him, I'm just like in love with his music. Mm -hmm. um, we have two of the uh, students who were at Park, or at uh, Mar right. the... Parkland shooting. Parkland shooting. Mm -hmm. So David Hogg and uh, Emma Gonzalez will be there, um, which will be really, really interesting to hear from them. And they're in two different showcases. Uh -huh. um, and then uh, one of my favorite hip-hop artists, Talib Kweli, will also be there. Oh. Um, and I've seen him perform in Las Vegas before, but he's also going to talk. He's very, very active on social media. He's always been an activist mm -hmm. um, ever since he came out in music. Um, many people remember him as half of the duo Black Star with um, Most F. Um, or the oh. gentleman formerly named Mostaf, uh, Yasmin Bey is his, his name now. Um, and so it'll be really cool. Um, I'm hoping to go at the end. I'm going to be just getting back from a trip. So I'm hopeful that I can go to at least one of the days. I'd really like to see uh, Talib Kweli or Andrew Bird. Those are kind of, uh, but there's a lot of other artists that are going to be there. There's some real fantastic uh, musicians and other speakers that are going to be there but mm -hmm. um, we'll make sure to have a link to it and there's plenty of time to get tickets there's tickets will be available for all the showcases i know as of now none of them have sold out yet but i imagine they probably will okay yeah awesome and That's it's a good. shorter festival all in one place this year last year it was all over the strip um, uh. this year it's all at the hard rock which i think will will be better for everybody 
because the showcase that I went to last year, it was the only one I think at the time that was at Bally's. So it was like a mm-hmm. random location, whereas like other stuff was taking place elsewhere on the strip. Uh huh. Yeah. All right, that makes sense. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, I am um, going back to theater. Um, I'm excited. Every year uh, is the Utah Shakespeare Festival in Cedar City. It runs from June to October, and I've talked about it in the past. Yes, Um, you have. It's an opportunity to go check out in multiple venues um, uh, at the... Uh, on campus, they have different. Um, what is the university that Southern has? Utah Southern university. Utah University? And so they have several theaters. One that looks that is like a replica of the Globe Theater. And this year they're putting on a bunch of different. Usually, uh, the majority of the plays obviously are Shakespeare, but right. there will be one or two um, modern plays that are uh, performed. So I'm looking forward to Hamlet, uh, Book of Will, and Every Brilliant Thing, which I actually uh, already saw performed at the Cockroach theater this year oh interesting. and um really really great um but i like to see it in that in that setting as well so right. looking forward to that and also theater related uh is the 10th annual fringe festival which runs yeah. from june 7th to the 16th mm-hmm. and as we've mentioned in the past it's an opportunity for local playwrights um that have written their original stuff to perform that in front of an audience and last year one of the residents of my co-living program dwell oliver jones actually you mean former wild and free battlemore podcast guest correct he was on the podcast and he'll be coming on again soon yes he will um he actually performed the first spanish-speaking play ever to be performed at the french festival romeo romeo y julieta and it was really fantastic it ran for three nights um the actors were really excited to be involved in a project that was uh for spanish-speaking audiences Mm -hmm. and the audience as well was overwhelmed um with the with the with the concept so fringe festival is always a great uh opportunity to check out you know what's on the horizon discover new artists and directors and playwrights out there so um definitely check that out i'm i'm hoping to this year because i i did not go to see i think i was out of town i was too last year so i'm really hoping to go this year because i i'm here like the entire month of june okay which is weird so I'm very excited. You're, you're a weird guy. Well, it's very true. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Utah and Cedar City. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to mention also Utah and Cedar City. I don't know if I'm going to be able to go to this. Mm-hmm. But it sounds right up my alley. Particularly, um, so this episode will come out before UFO our... alley? Yes. <laughs> this will come out before our podcast, our Pod Crush episode. But the UFO Festival is taking place in Cedar City. What is that? June 13th through the 16th. Uh, It's a celebration of UFO culture and like the search for extraterrestrial life. Uh So there's, they have, uh, it's really focused. um, So Cedar City, as we both know, and particularly right outside of Cedar City, is one of the dark sky areas in the United States. So it's one of the darkest Mm -hmm. places in the country where you can just see so much of the sky. So the whole, like, kind of why I like the idea of the UFO Festival is not just because I'm interested in like the search for extraterrestrial life, which to be for our listeners, I do not know if there are extraterrestrials that exist, if there is life outside of the earth. I believe there is. Do I believe that they visited the, the earth? I don't know. Hashtag life on Mars. Right. Life, life on Mars, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think it's really cool because a lot of it's kind of like surrounding the idea of the dark skies. So it's like camping outside. Oh, there's nice. speakers, there's presentations, but there's also like watching the skies at night, mm. which I mean, 
you don't have to really believe in UFOs to no. watch the sky night, but it just sounds really cool. I don't know if this has happened before. It sounded like it has, but I don't know if it's been an annual thing. But I had never, I'd never heard of it before. I hadn't either. And I was really excited about something else happening in Cedar City because we know the French Spot restaurant there is right. like the best food you can find in Southern Utah. Yep. And if you have a reason to go to Cedar City, then you just have a reason to go to the French Spot. Yeah. Which, I mean, we don't need a reason for. We don't, and I'm saving my pretty pennies for it. I have like $100 stashed. You're also going to be working out like five hours a day in preparation for the French spot, for all the butter. Absolutely, all the butter. Which makes sense. why not though? Right. I mean, I would do it if I were in your position and spending, already knowing that you're going to go spend some days there. I will. I will, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what else is on your horizon for the summer? Um, I've got uh, one more. Actually. All right. Yeah, a really cool one. And um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Sorry for the Mess exhibit at UNLV. Oh, yes. Um, that was um, put on by um, local artist Justin Favela and a L.A. artist called Ramiro Gomez. Right. And... Um, it's, it's a really great exhibit. It's going to be running until August. Mm-hmm. And um, it's at the... Oh, I didn't say it. It's at the UNLV Barrick Museum. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's really, really incredible. I'd encourage everybody to go check it out. Um, Ramiro and Justin did a bunch of installations and murals and paintings and sculptures. And it's kind of an ode to Las Vegas living. Right. You know, um, to Las Vegas childhoods. And also to the people that work at strip properties and in landscaping, kind of like the unseen faces in Las Vegas. In fact, Ramiro did a mural on cardboard and he painted like a woman that's um, wearing a mask and she has um, like squeegees and she's going about cleaning and everything. There's this one... uh, uh, there's this one drawing of a couple of women and they're carrying like lamps and a computer or something. And I actually went to see the show with a friend, Paul, who used to work in casinos. And I'm like, what are these women doing? And he was telling me that sometimes they auction off some of the items at the casinos and uh, the sale is open to the employees. So probably oh, like the women, wow. they, they probably purchased items at that auction. But there's a section in the mural where there's just the silhouette of a person. So mm. again, um, and the use of like cardboard and everything everything like kind of alludes to like things are under construction and the name came about because um when things are under construction specifically Ramiro and Justin saw these at the Palms when it was uh undergoing renovation and kind of like the the hypocrisy kind of like sorry for the mess but like the people that are cleaning it up we don't even dare to look at their faces Mm -hmm. or, or see who's doing the dirty work and so, you know, I thought it was a re- it was really moving. There's sections that are dedicated to Justin's house, like his grandma's house. There's oh, cool. drawings of um, some of her furniture and a painting and everything. And I actually went on opening night and um, I told Justin, like, there wasn't a dry eye in the house. Everybody was tearing up. And really, I would just like to um, push our listeners to go see the exhibit, but also um, to consider, like, take it beyond the exhibit and really consider the people that are being depicted in the exhibit. Um, you know, a lot of these people, they're um, they're people of color. Perhaps mm-hmm. they're undocumented. And to take a moment and really, you know, value the people that are cleaning up 
um, the casinos and landscaping our parks and everything to really consider the people that are beautifying our city. And, right. you know, um, if you really want to take like because several people approach me and they're like, oh, this is so sad. You know, I'd like to help out these people. How can I help them out? Like, this is horrible. Uh, and I'm like, well, first of all, like tip your people appropriately. Right, yeah. And, you know, they're like, what can I do if you're a small business owner? You know, pay your employees fair wages. Right. Um, ensure that the working conditions are, you know, up to standard, you know, that they're working with the right uh, appropriate equipment. When I used to work at the this is kind of going off on a tangent, but when yeah. I used to work at the Mexican consulate, um, we would assist people to send um, the remains of their deceased relatives to right. Mexico. And so I would see the death certificates and a lot of people um, died because of like blunt force trauma, things related, the work accidents, things that happened on oh, the job. Wow. And so ensuring that your workplace is, you know, um, not inhospitable to your right. to your employees and um you know if you, people are really interested in learning more about these kind of issues like look up uh offices like eeoc that sees like workplace discrimination right or the office of workers compensation that su- does things related to workers accidents or the department of labor that does things related to unpaid uh wages and so um you know and supporting like our local culinary union that is out there advocating for workers rights so um mayday already passed but um with workers always at the forefront in our minds they're very important to us here on the pod and so i would just um push viewers uh of the exhibit who are thinking of ways to really take it beyond the exhibit and like give back to the community um, again, um, there are real ways that you can do this and also support um, legislation that has to do with uh, comprehensive immigration reform. These are a couple things that come to mind. So um, not to get not to get off the political topic, but how long is this uh, this exhibit going on at UNLV? It is running until August, August 3rd. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. So there's plenty of time. When you hear this, you will have a couple months. To go see it, but don't let it don't let it pass you by. No, um, I I have not been to the exhibit yet, but I have seen obviously I've seen Justin's work a lot in many forms, and we've had him on the podcast. But mm-hmm. um, uh, Ramiro Gomez, I saw some of his work at the Denver Art Museum oh, okay. when there was an exhibit that Justin was also a part of, um, and it was very impactful, mm-hmm. um, incredible work. And he likes to use multi multiple different mediums to get his point across. He uses a lot of cardboard. Yes. I've noticed that that's, yes. that's a re- that's one of the big, big things he uses. And I think part of that kind of fits too with that whole sorry for the mess because we view cardboard as trash, mm-hmm. you know, and he likes to use things that, that may be used, maybe viewed differently. Right. So, yeah. Well, and both of them. So Justin also, I mean, he works with paper mache. They work, right. both work with material that can be discarded easily. And right. perhaps that, that also is um, saying something about the disposable nature um, of Las Vegas, you right. know, we're always trying to reinvent and we're imploding buildings and just like we discard cardboard, we also discard people. Yeah. Something to think about. It's very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, the, to, to <laughs> follow up with that, <laughs> that, uh, you're right. Very, very, uh, very important stuff. Um, but the other events that I like, I mean, and we talked about this, the summer is a hard time for events in Las Vegas. Because the weather is not as hospitable as it is the other nine months out of the year, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of things that are outdoors, 
Um, we don't have as many of those things, I think, during the, the summers. Um, but if we if we miss something, please tell us, and we will make sure to spread that that information with our, our listeners. Um, but for me, I like sports, and the summer is a great time for sports in Las Vegas. Uh, we have three different sports teams that play in the summer. We've got the the Las Vegas Aviators, which just opened the brand new Las Vegas Stadium, which is Play ball. the which is in Summerlin. Yep. Right next to the City National Arena, which is where the Golden Knights practice. Mm-hmm. Um, right next to Red Rock Resort. So uh, there's a brand new stadium there. I have not been to a game yet, but it looks beautiful. They just started the season. They will play through September. So plenty of opportunities to go. Um, I was bummed to hear that they got rid of Dollar Beer Night, but now there is two dollar beer night mm. which to be fair yeah that's still that's still a heck of a deal as long as they still have the delicious nachos that's really what i'm hoping for and i've seen pictures of the nachos and the helmets so can i be honest i think they used to be better i think like in the last couple of years they're the nachos like, yeah the cheese provider yeah. and the cheese and ground beef provider changed because it used to be like oh my god i need to devour these and like the last couple times i went i was like mm. Maybe maybe the new stadium will have upgraded. They didn't upgrade the logo. I'm still bitter about this aviator logo. I'm also bitter about the name, but whatever. Yeah. Cosmo, the the alien mascot of the 51s, will always live in my heart. I know he's still around, but they will be phasing him out. He still lives in my heart. Maybe I can get a gig to dress up as him. Maybe. I did recently dress up as Puddles the Blue Goose. Right, you did. I did. Which you, our listeners have probably seen on our face, or our Instagram. It was a lot of fun for the yeah. Clark County Wetlands Park. But hey, you know what? Is there any excuse for a sports um, stadium place not to offer good food in this town? Like, why don't no. they... Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, like, why do they serve such shitty food? Well, well, t- to be fair, I'm, I'm pretty shitty. sure... Well, we have not been to the new stadium. Uh, right, Okay apparently the food is like super high quality they've yeah. they've they have some local summerlin restaurants that are in there okay apparently the food quality is much better and they have a much better craft beer selection of local you're breweries. like hold on a yeah, second yeah. Hold there's on. there's a beer It'll that be is ju- that is that is made on. locally that is just served at the stadium okay good to hear so like like i think we will be pleasantly surprised mm-hmm. when we go i mean i know i will probably be there sooner than you will yeah um, that they were, they're actually, they've done that because particularly the, uh, T-Mobile arena, the food is that amazing. Like the food's incredible and it's, it's expensive, but it's not as expensive as it could be. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way. I actually had a really phenomenal pizza there when I went to go see one of the Golden Knights playoff games. It's unfortunate they're no longer in the playoffs, but, um, I had a really excellent pizza that was better than pizzas I've paid a lot more for. Really? It was a margarita pizza. It's not as good as Pizza Rocks, but that's it's better than other margarita pizzas I paid for. Okay. Um, we also Fair have enough. we also have the Aces who play at Mandalay Bay, and their season um, is May through August. So there's plenty of there are uh, professional women's basketball team games are super exciting. Um, I went to two last year, really enjoyed them. I did too. Yeah. Um, so so definitely look out for that. That one's air conditioned, so it's easier on the mm-hmm. the people that are heat sensitive. Then of course we have the Las Vegas Lights. Uh, the soccer team that will be playing at Cashman Field. They've already, their season's already started, so lots I've of exciting parts there. I've been getting calls from them. Yeah, they're trying to get me to go. They are. I, I mean, they don't have to get me. I'm I'm in. You know, goal. Right. Um. So yeah, it's exciting the, stuff. The sport of your people. It is. Yes. I'm just. I'm going back to the food thing again. The stadium food. Yeah. Well, Cashman's yeah. food has never been good. I know, but I'm thinking like, especially like they need to give it a Latino spin. Right, we need a taco shop to take it over. And a hot dog place. There's right. there are hot dog places in town. Like no, let's definitely. get some Sonoran hot dogs in there. Agreed. 
Hmm. I mean, I would actually prefer for bulldogies to take over the hot dogs. So we have Korean style hot dogs and Mexican tacos bringing cultures together. Yeah. Thousand points of light. Sure, sure, sure. But there are Sonoran hot dog places. Well, no, I, I understand yeah. that. You understand. I know that. Okay. I just I'm I'm speaking to You're my partial. favorite hot dogs. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll approach the appropriate people and pitch them the idea. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean that's 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 what's happening. Um, so I I we before we we end this episode, mm-hmm. there is a big summer event that's coming up. Yeah. Right for us, huge. Oh, oh yes. Biggest thing ever. Yeah, yeah. For right. Wild and Free <laughs> Battleborn <laughs> Podcast. I was like, what the hell are I you? I was like, Al- about? Allison, this is. <laughs> Well, it's we a big deal. We didn't prep for this. You didn't tell me we were going to bring this up. Well, but yeah, we're really excited. Yeah. Shall we let our listeners know? We should. All right. Yeah. Guys, we're really excited. We're going to be doing our first live taping at the East Las Vegas Library. What? What? On Thursday, June 14th. At 13th. Six, 13th. Oh, June 13th. Thursday's correct. Oh, okay. All righty. Apologies, guys. Thursday, June 13th um, at 6 p.m. That's at the brand new library. We are the fir- we are the first people that are, will be doing a live taping. So exciting! We we're not going to announce our guests yet because no. we're keeping that under wraps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. But familiar face, so don't worry. It's going to be a familiar face if you've listened regularly to our podcast. Right, right, right. And the person um, has deep roots in Las Vegas. Very tied to the mission of the of the library. All of the libraries, but this one in particular that has a lot to do um, with learning and education. So stay tuned for more details and come check us out, guys. Yeah, we'll have more information on our social media about how you can visit uh, and attend the live taping. Yes. So, and we are uh, we we've we've had initial talks about having a meetup afterwards. Yeah. Maybe at a local East Las Vegas establishment. I mean, the Latinos who lunch do that. Right. And love it or leave it, John leave it, le- uh, love it does that too. Right. So, um, yeah. So there we go. So go. so be on the lookout. We'll definitely put some more information about social media on our social media about this uh, live taping at the East Las Vegas Library, um, which, if you haven't seen, is probably the most beautiful library. Yeah. I mean, definitely the most beautiful in Las Vegas. It's super impressive. Yeah. We're really proud. And it's right in my neighborhood. I right. can almost walk to it. Right. Almost. Yeah, almost. Yeah. It's not the new grocery store that you can't walk to. No. Yeah. Almost, though. All right. Yay. Well, this has been Wild and Free, a Battleborn podcast. Uh, as always, um, your co-wranglers are me. I'm Jacob. And I'm Allison. And in the studio today, we have with us, as always, our producer and composer of our incredible theme music, he will also be performing the theme live yes. at our live taping, Jose yes. Sotelo. He's been slinging back those old fashions, man. That's right. I mean, he he's actually on the floor right now with Raven uh, passed out. out because yeah. old fashioned. Those cherries, man. They're right. delicious. Those, those cherries are delicious. And of course, research assistance and fact checking by Ashley Pacheco. And as always, creative assistance and art direction and general artist of in residence mm-hmm. at Wild and Free is uh, Berta Gutierrez and then, of course, Raven. Yes. Who is with Jose on the floor. Passed out. She probably had she one too many... She the cherries? She did. Oh, my God. Yeah. Conchas and cherries. I don't think we should admit to that um, on air. No. No. No No actual dog. No dog was harmed in the taping of this podcast. Right. There's actually not a dog in the room. Yeah. But if there was... <laughs> Right. All right. All righty. Well, thank you guys. Giddy up. Yeehaw.